Nobody. I have smoked a lot of pipes. Smoked crack pipes. <laughs> Tobacco pipes. Oh, look at my $1,000 crack pipe. I had sex in my church for the first time. No, <laughs> it doesn't matter how much dick you suck. It matters when you're sucking the dick that matters. All of the good things were happening while I got something put in my butt, and I did not like it. Is it really going right now? Yes. So, but it, I, I can't always, I, I kind of finagle it that way, so right, that way right, it's right, loosey-goosey, right. because it's so, sometimes what happens is you're just like sitting there, and you're like, oh, now we're started. What do we talk about? And like, it's like uncomfortable versus you were already talking yeah, and for yeah, yeah. 30 minutes. So this has been a new experience for me because this is my first time here. It's actually, it's very different. Who, who are the, this place here? So that, um, like, so this is Brookmere, um, Ed. I just met them two days ago. How, how, did, how, does, how does everybody know them then? Like, how did you get um, here? Justin knows them. So Justin! This also really loosey-goosey. There are no rules. So whatever you want. What is a? How long have you known Cheryl and Ed? Seven years. Shit. I didn't even know they existed, and they existed longer than I've been alive. Like the, the, the winery. Long. Yeah, it's been forty years. I had no they idea this place was here. What? They owned it for twenty. Oh. Well, I still didn't know. Yeah. This place is dope. They're Salute! They're the best. So it's actually pretty good stuff. And so. I never, uh, I never met them um, until two days ago. And I, I was here, and like this, this thought came up because I was going to do this at Justin's house. And I was thinking of because we've been cleaning up Justin's house. I was going to do like uh, in the. I was going to start it with like the first day we got there when it was still mess. And then I wanted to flash forward to when it was clean, and right, then right, you know, right. like do something like that. Um, but then we were just hanging out here. I was like, dude, what if we podcast in here? And they were like, yeah, you can. And I was like, dude, I'm crass as fuck. Like I'm like I am really aggressively offensive. And they're like, no, yeah, no, we love that. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, all yeah. right. I'm telling you that, man. At some point, just get you on my deck. That'd be pretty sweet. What? Oh, uh, did you just get that? I got like. Three months ago, Dad. but it needs, it needs a lot of. That doesn't need a lot of work, but I'm busy in it trying to make it. So to own. anyone watching, his deck overlooks like all of York. Oh yeah, it's. I think it's the highest residential property in the city. Yeah. So like you can see across the entire city. Yeah. So it's pretty slick. Yeah. Yeah. That would be good, uh, just like to figure out a way to like do this. But yeah, yeah. Even if we don't do this, we should just smoke cigars at your deck. Oh, for, oh, sure. for sure. Are you a cigar guy? Uh, you know what? I, like I'll do those uh, with the Cuba Cubas and that kind of stuff. But, but maybe like two, three times a year. You know what? I tried doing though last year, and I still have it. I got a pipe. Yeah. We were trying to do that out front, but that's actually a learned. Technique. Yeah. Have you ever smoked a pipe or no? I have smoked a lot of pipes. Smoked crack pipes, <laughs> tobacco pipes. No, the tobacco pipes. pipe. Like that's really weird how you have to get it to Just burn kidding. hot. I've never smoked a crack pipe. I've only done it off foil. Okay. So you wouldn't believe the amount of crack pipes and what people make crack pipes out of, because obviously with my job, 
you know, the spoons, yeah. the, uh, the top of the uh, soda bottles and yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, people will make a crack pipe out of anything. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Dude, I, uh, um, do you, actually knows more about this than I do because she is from, uh, from hippie culture, but uh, there is, I think it's a meth pipe, the, the bubble. Is it like the bubble with the yeah. um, glass? Is that yeah. meth pipe? Is that right? So what? It, what is the one? Um, there's one that's a bomb, but you smoke DMT out of it. But it also looks like I think it's crack. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like a bomb that is used for either meth or crack. You know, the only thing that I see is like this clear pipe, and they put that that powder in it, and they'll pack it with foil kind yeah. of thing. You know, I see that one a lot, but like. I don't think there is such a thing as a fancy crack pipe or because the money they're that spending. Then, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. well, look at my $1,000 crack pipe. Dude, you know what's crazy? Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're, right you're, you're trying to save money every right, day. Right, right, right. You're not trying to spend money. You're trying to smoke it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I do. Dude, you know what's crazy? Have you ever been to uh, Vancouver? Uh, Vancouver, uh, not Washington, but um, Canada. Yes, yes. Dude, that place is nuts. It is the first city I have been to that like the drugs are so um, accepted like and I've been to Amsterdam and I've been to a couple of like cities in Europe but like the the drug use is not it feels like it's encouraged but it's not really encouraged but like there is there is families with children beside homeless guys with drugs with crack pipes and it's like they they interact like they're they're right next to each other. I'm like, dude, this is nuts. Like we watch my kid while I go in the store and do yeah, this and it, show it, him how to. But it feels so safe. There doesn't feel like a danger. Like even though there's a fuck ton of crack. <laughs> like like and so when I when we were uh, down there, we were like right downtown, and we're walking around. I was like, dude. At first, I thought I was—I felt a little dangerous. I was like, "Oh, dude! Like, there's so much drug use going on. Like, I mean, literally, probably. How many times do you think you would see a crack pipe, Cinda? How many times do you think that we would see a crack pipe walking down the street in Vancouver on one block? On one block? Probably six. Really? Not kidding. Like six people, right? But then there would also be like parents with their fucking like kids playing soccer and no one like there were, it was just like what they, do you think those conversations are at home <laughs> dude i have no idea like in the privacy of your home when you don't want everyone to know your true thoughts right uh, out in public like what do you think they're telling those kids hey, did you see that homeless person with the crack pipe yeah which like, one mom which one they're homeless <laughs> do you want to be homeless like those people or do you yeah. want to listen and do the rules here like i, I don't know me neither but it did, like, it is the most, it, it, it was, of all the cities, I've been to plenty of cities where there is drug usage, but typically you're like, ooh, now I feel scared in this section, right? Like, if you're in Portland or if you're, like, wherever you are where the drug is, like, the drugs are on the street, then it becomes unsafe, typically. You know, you're like, ah, I probably shouldn't be here. I didn't feel that at all there. It was, it was very, very strange. And I talked to Rob about it because he was just like, yeah, it's, it's just a different vibe. It's a different acceptability and no like there's no danger like like for the most part they're like vancouver is not a dangerous city i've heard that from other people too like i was some guy one of my buddies was in like london and he was saying like you could walk wherever you wanted and you felt totally safe yeah. and i'm like man even if i'm working 
<laughs> there's neighborhoods that I don't feel totally safe yeah. in. You, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's just no, for sure. Culture, I think, is what it is, and how quickly that becomes your norm. That is true too. Like, because Canadian culture is very nice. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, that's what they're known for. They're like, oh, we're broke Canadian, eh? Like, you know, so they yeah. are a very nice culture. But only so, that, like, not only that. We but don't like, want to harm you. No, they don't want to harm We just want to do some drugs with you. But that's, that's, that becomes, how quick does that become your norm? No. Like, a lot of the guys ask me, oh, this place was a shithole, right? Like, I can't believe this place is that gross and people are living in it. And it's like, but that's their norm. Yeah. Like... You were in a third world country and all of a sudden you had to shit on the side of the house for three months. For three, three months, that's going to be totally normal to you. So, like, it might have been weird at first, like in Vancouver, like, it might be weird at first, but suddenly it's totally acceptable. Yeah. You, Quickly that been, changes. Uh, uh, speaking of towns and shit like this, have you been in uh, York pretty much your whole life? Because you went to Reno for a bit, right? No, no, I just had a house out there. I've been oh. born and raised. And York. So how do you feel about York versus Harrisburg? Is York... Well, Harrisburg is bigger, but Harrisburg is a shithole. I still think that there's a shithole as well. I think people see one aspect Apparently it's getting of it. better. Like, I saw it on a fucking list of best places to live, and I was like, Harrisburg? Do you know why it's the, one of the best places to live? it's fucking cheap. It's cheap. Yeah, so if you don't want to have any money, yeah. and you don't mind it being cloudy, 300 plus days a year <laughs> and super, like I said, super hot and humid in the summertime yeah. and super cold in the wintertime, then it sounds like an excellent place to move to. Yeah. But that whole section as I would always drive through Harrisburg, well, Harrisburg's huge. Harrisburg is nice. Yeah. Then you go up over the hill and then that keeps going. Oh. You know, and like, we would always say, man, Harrisburg gets way more fires than we do. It's because the place is a mess, oh. you know, kind of thing, so. Oh, that's nuts. You hear that? Holy shit, yeah. Do you know. hear that? Um, I actually never do this because uh, uh, I've always just like started and stopped it, but this is my cousin, Kenny, and anyone who's watching knows of my upbringing, but we, I feel like we just started talking again at Nana's funeral. Because I never really talked to you before that. That was earlier this year, January. Yeah, January. A year ago. I think we were, like, we've been following each other on Facebook because you did, you did say, you, you expressed to me, you're like, dude, I follow your shit or I see Oh, yeah, I like your stuff, man. Like you got some stuff, cool content, right? yeah. But uh, it is crazy because I was just like, dude, and I, and I told you this earlier, but obviously since we're filming, I'll tell you again, but it's just like, I don't talk, I don't know any of my family. It's not that I like, not my, my extended family, that is. Like, I don't know your mom, I don't know your dad, I don't know my mom's sisters and brothers, I don't know my cousins, I don't know Joe. I like, I don't know anyone. But that's because well, you left early, like you. Yeah, I was out, You yeah. were kidnapped as a child and never came back, yeah, apparently, exactly. or something, right? Like, yeah. you left at an early age, so. Yeah, I spent all those years on the boat getting fucking raped. Uh, I was trying to think of something funnier than that. It wasn't very funny. No, but you actually <laughs> went out and you were doing like uh, the church, the church life thing, ministry for a while. Yeah, I did. Well, I went to. Do you know Hillsong? Do you know what that is? It's like it's like liberal church culture. 
okay. Hillsong. Yeah, um, but it, like the biggest, it's one of the biggest churches in the world as far as like influential. But they're in Australia, so I did that. I was going to be a worship leader. And uh, so I was like, because um, I went to Alabama for a minute, and then my best friend was a worship leader. I didn't realize this job existed. And I was like, you can play music at church? And, and make, make a living on it? Dude, this guy made like 60K, 60K a year. And then I was like, and that's not uncommon. I just, that was the first time I had even heard of it. And I was like, are you serious? Not like, only yeah. that, but our churches didn't even have music in the first service, yeah. right? We had to sing straight from the hymnal. Well, and we really didn't either. And the people that were doing any sort of music, were they're all volunteers, right? And I was right. like, wait, you can make a living doing this? I was like, sold, sign me up. And so then uh, I went to Hillsong, which is one of the biggest churches that do this in the world, in Australia. And I was just like, dude, that's what I want to do. So I went there to be like a work, or I like studied the you know, music and worship right. leading and all this yeah. stuff. But that's when I lost my faith, and I also started like doubting everything. And so by the time that I came back, I was like, I don't think I believe this shit. And uh, so when I moved back, to, I, I said, yeah, I didn't. I, Plus, you, then you find out like sixty thousand dollars isn't that much money anyway. No, yeah, no, right. not at all. Basically, they are doing it for free because <laughs> you can't make a living on that. Dude, I have still, to this day, never made more than $100,000 a year. Oh, really? And I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna. And I, I obviously, that's not even that much. That's like a middle, middle income, you know, 100 k But I was like, dude, that's crazy. I actually have been poverty class my entire life. Like, never made money. And I, had, I don't have a family to support. So it's yeah. easier for me, you know. So like, I've been bartending. I've been fucking well, like pretty well off actually. I don't, I didn't never really need for much when I'm bartending or when I was bartending. So because I, I don't have kids, I don't have anything, and then I have roommates that are paying my bills and shit, you know. So yeah, it gets expensive, but I I have made more than a hundred guys. So. Yeah, but it's it's real like. It's not a lot to, like, I remember thinking, oh, if you made $100,000 a year, you were rich. You're not rich anymore making that. I mean, obviously, things shift, like, Oh, yeah, society. and you remember, I used to think that, too. I was like, oh, my goodness, if I could make over $100,000 a year, imagine that. And then you finally hit that moment, and you're like, really, it wasn't yeah. that, you know. Dude, uh, well, I know that I'm going to be rich. Very, very determined. And I'm very, very, like, focused now. And I never used to be, but I am. And I was like, I know how to do it. I just have to put in the work. But when I talk about this shit with uh, my mom, she'll be like, Josh, it's not all about money. And I'll be like, or right. like, life isn't all about money. So there's this meme that uh, I just saw recently. It's just like, every, or every, it's like riches... Being rich doesn't, uh, money doesn't buy happiness. And he's like, uh, the, the meme is so good. It's like, if the person that says money doesn't buy happiness has never given enough of it away to find out. It's like, ooh, that's a good framing. Right. Because obviously it doesn't. There's, there's a level of, to me, uh, I guess we haven't talked about this, but money buys happiness to a point. If it, if it buys stress-free, stress then you become stress-free. That is happiness you gotta to fly a level. Your, you got a fly on your head or something, right? Oh, there it went, there it went. I didn't want you talking for like the next half hour. And yeah, then, no, thank you. And then the have, fuck? No, I think that like money doesn't buy happiness, but money sure makes life easier, right? Yes, which 
inevitably is happy. Like, right. But that, they, yeah, they say it's like to a point, you know, like yeah. to a level. I just but. get tired of hearing like, oh, there's like big Hollywood people that say, oh, money doesn't buy happiness, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Or it's being famous, being famous sucks, it. kind of thing. Yeah. It's like. Really? Because I actually heard something with, with Jerry Seinfeld and uh, who was the guy from The Tonight Show? I don't know, but he was... Uh, uh, what? Jay Leno. Jay Leno. And he was like, oh, wish I had my own... I wasn't as famous anymore. And Seinfeld was like... Fuck you. He was like, really, dude? Because I remember when no one knew who I was. Yeah. And now when I walk in the room, I get seated first. Yeah. Like, there's a... The perks definitely outweigh... Not being yeah. famous or not having money, dude. Yeah. Well, and I also like I, I don't know how famous I'm gonna be. I know where I'm going with my podcast, so I know that there is a point of where I'm going. Right. But if I were to show the average person one or two of the biggest podcasters in the world, they wouldn't know who he was. Like, so it's like it's not like it's Justin Bieber. So there's levels of like kind of notoriety. So I could be making millions of dollars a year, a year and be known by millions of people and still walk into Albertsons or uh, what's, whatever the grocery store is around here, Wise or something, nobody would know who I was. So when people are like, oh, you don't want to be famous, you don't want to, I'm like, how do you know that? First off, you've never been famous. Second off, like, it's not, it's not like I'm Brad Pitt. Like, there are levels of fame, right? Right, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see that many famous people. No. And, like, for example, you love Nickelback. Oh, I do. I'm a huge fan. Obviously. <laughs> I, told you, I told you this earlier, right? Like, everyone hates Nickelback. And so my boy who just was in Pittsburgh and went to this concert. I was like, you're going... Because my boy's taste in music How old? sucks. 20? And he likes Nickelback? No. But he was going, like to some like whatever he normally listens to that I can't stand yeah. and, and then he said I'm going to go see Nickelback and I'm like what? like there's no mix between like that new rap yeah. kind of thing and Nickelback where he goes oh well like the tickets are like 30 bucks so we're, a bunch of us are going to go and I'm like listen you, you got to get me a t-shirt because the amount of people that hate Nickelback they all say they hate them yeah. but you know they all listen to them kind of thing I don't listen to Nickelback but you, don't, you told me why today, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it totally changed your mind. And I really haven't listened to it to hear that. No, me, oh, and I, dude, dude, that's funny though. I just like that you got the t-shirt just to fuck with your friends. Yes, I, I wear the t-shirt because I think I want to get more hate. And I'm like, yeah. don't hate on Nickelback. They're dude, a great band. So that's why I was, uh, uh, last night, I, I don't know if we talked about this, but I got a Bud Light. Because I, I thought that it would be like a pushback, or I thought because that you're people up there would give me in shit. like no land up here in the yeah. middle of nowhere, and you're drinking a Bud Light because of the whole the, the yeah the the whole controversy with the trans shit. But I just thought it would be like a I, I was like, dude, I'm just looking for. And a no fight. one did anything, or no? No one said shit. I was like, what? <laughs> I thought if I would have done it six months ago, I probably would have got shit. I think it's just. People just like they're over it. Like nobody cares anymore. But I just like that you did that, or you do that to push yeah, I just back. Wear the or, or like, back. Yeah, just like to to to. Let, I'm a contrarian. Like I, I know, I know myself 
where I'm just like I'm just pushing back on everything. Yeah. Like, oh, you all say you hate this. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the opposite. Actually, you know, it was so. funny because when I was getting dressed this morning, I was oh, what what am I gonna wear today? And I said, oh, you know what? Today's a good day for Nickelback. I know I did, so I grabbed. Shout it. out to Nickelback. Shout out to Nickelback. Or I could have worn like. What if they fucking just like reshare this clip? That'd be know. cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 fuck you, Chad. It won't happen. <laughs> I know, nobody listens Only because to now you're saying, you have to end that with, you were telling me, and I have to listen to you, you said, someone told you when he sings, he sounds like he's taking a shit at the same time, right? <laughs> it does sound like I, that. I need to listen to it, like Britney Spears. Same thing. See, yeah. I never heard that one. Yeah. So, say it again. What so the with- reason why Britney Spears is so famous or was so famous is because she sounded like she was having sex while she was singing. Oh, At the so end of every line, there's an eh, eh kind of like thing where it sounds like she's having sex. Dude, speaking of sex, do you want to hear something crazy? I've never told this story before because it just <laughs> happened this morning. I had sex in my church for the first time this morning. And just to be clear, the service was going on. The service was going on. In the church. I was so nervous. But I heard that you did that <laughs> because you're a one-upper because your brother had gotten a blowjob yes. in that church. He has. But he did it in high school. So you waited like... I waited until I was almost a century. 40. Yeah. <laughs> to one-up that yes. whole thing. To be fair, to be fair, I wasn't actually doing it to one-up, even though I do like to one-up sometimes. That would, I have always thought about doing that, and I was like, dude, this is like the biggest. I think I'd biggest. be too nervous. I, w- I thought I would be too, and it did take a solid 40 seconds to get hard. But I finally got there. I was 30 like, seconds. Oh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's uh... dude. I was stupid nervous. I, I remember. Uh, I remember. It was this morning. I uh, I was just like I walking around. That time. <laughs> I remember that time. Back this in the morning. day, dude. I've been drinking a lot this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, rock 'em up. Rock 'em up. Please. What are we racking up? Shots. Oh. You don't have to. Uh, I just normally do a lot of shots on my podcast. <laughs> Did you, I, I know, I've listened to your podcast enough to know that this may be your first sponsorship if you really play this right. Like, you could have them sponsor your podcast oh. with the alcohol, right? Like, Well, I think that is actually happening. Yeah, like, this... they're getting... Oh, so that's another thing. So... I, uh, this is, I have changed, obviously everything is different today versus when I normally do it, but so, so I obviously introduce you. I don't normally do that, I just like put in the title, but it's different and maybe I have to keep changing, like keep evolving. Like, right, right. Like some people the need to be introduced. Yeah, exactly. But dude, uh, uh, Brookmere Winery, which obviously is everywhere behind us, is the shit. And so, Bitches be sipping? Are you kidding me? Bitches be sipping? That's dope. And you have to wear a Nickelback t-shirt to be the that bitches is true. be sipping. Actually, Nickelback sponsors this winery. I mean, wait, this one, this winery sponsors. They have extra bathrooms where you can shit at the same time as things. Wicked photograph. 
That, uh, everybody in the Eric Todd, not, not that we're spending the entire podcast on Nickelback, but you know. <laughs> we're about to. <laughs> not what I want to talk to you about, but yeah. everybody listens to them. They just don't want to tell everybody. A lot of people are listening to them in that secret. That's true. That when you're driving true. down the road, I bet you a lot of these guys that complain about them, look in their playlist. They have Nickelback in their playlist. That is true. However, I will, I will push back on that because... Where I'm from, nobody listens to Nickelback. And the ones that do will not admit it because they are embarrassed because of the social faux pas or pressure of like of people hating. See, so they're like, nope, nope. Man, I feel like you don't I'm, have to do that. I, I know yeah, that you're we're good. We're good. Hold on. I'm going to do it. I haven't, I haven't had that much. All right. Um, well, salute. So what are we doing? What is this? Do we know? It looks like whiskey. Hold on. That's not whiskey. I don't know. Was this like a vodka cran? I don't know. It's probably just All right. Well, to, to Nickelback. This bullshit. There's not even any liquor in here, is there? No, it's probably yeah, just, to, it's to probably Nickelback. just wine. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> that was definitely a Nickelback drink. Yeah. I think it was a shot of wine. I don't think there's any alcohol in that it at all. It was grape juice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that much about wine, actually. But, oh, fuck. Shit. Um, what I will start doing though, um, to continue to try to, uh, promote them is I want to try to keep drinking out of this glass because I'll buy one of these glasses and then use it for the next couple podcasts. Right. Cause like, but yeah, they could be my first sponsor. You play your cards right. I mean, they are my first sponsor. They, they've already given me a bunch of free booze. Yeah. I yeah. told, I, I told myself my first level of success is just getting free booze. Like, uh, whether it's a, a brewery, like 10 Barrel, um, whether it's, you know, a vodka, like a vodka company or whatever, I'm like, I will drink anyone's booze for free. Who would have thought it would have been Brookmere Winery? I've never heard of them. They're from Pennsylvania. So you, you, you bypassed all the beer sponsorship and went straight to the wine sponsorship. As a person that doesn't drink that much wine, but I do like, I do like it. This is really good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I know you do want to talk about this a little bit. So well, you yeah. are, I am a, a firefighter. Firefighter, yeah. Or you used to be. No, now it's, you're it's more still, like a paper it's, pusher. It's still considered. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness it's still considered that you're a firefighter, even if you're like a, a chief of a department. You're still, yeah. I'm still a fireman. You know what I mean, kind of thing. You're more of like a dick sucker these days. Yeah, I get caught in the crosshair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I've always said that it doesn't matter. <laughs> See, I'm gonna get in tr- all kinds of trouble here. Okay, yeah, matter- yeah, don't say anything. No, 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 no. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much dick you suck. It matters when you're sucking the dick that matters. Okay, that right? makes sense. Yeah. Like they're always like, oh, you're up there sucking his dick. No, you don't have to always suck their dick. You just have to suck the dick at the most important time yes. to get what you need. Timing. Yeah. Right. Timing, timing is everything on how, how to do it. Yeah. I feel like timing and the right dick, and I don't know because I haven't sucked the right dick yet because I'm still struggling. Yeah. It's funny. So it's, I haven't found the right dick to suck, basically. My, my, my chief, I, I enjoy pissing at my battalion chief because yeah. he's the next rank for me. It, from me is I work under him and he came in one morning he was over in the office I have like these we call them super chief meetings 
and we go over in the office for like an hour and we tell him what's going on. And after a while, I'm like, I gotta go. Like, I got too much to do. He's over there for like two more hours and he comes walking up the steps and he's rubbing his knees. And he's like, oh my God, my, my knees are killing me, right? Jesus. And I was like, well, that's because you suck a terrible dick, right? <laughs> and he got all mad at me. He was, I don't know. I'm like, well, you're saying you're up there for two hours and your knees are hurting. You're on your knees for two hours. You must be terrible at sucking dick. Like, no. Dude, yeah, you should have so, finished them. Like, he was very, them off and, like, he, is not, he was not impressed with my comment, but. So you don't have that relationship? No. Did no. you try sucking his dick? No. <laughs> Dang it. No, I just take it in the butt. Yeah. It's way easier and way faster. <laughs> no lubrication needed. <laughs> Dude, that, isn't that life, though? It all flows down yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, telling you. Just take it. Everything just ends up getting put in your butt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. And, and the worst times are when you're not expecting it. It just shows <laughs> up there. Dude, it is crazy sometimes. I uh, like at, at the. I guess I always say at the bar, but I haven't bartended for a year. But like, I will always say when people are like, "Dude, I feel like I'm getting fucked in the butt all the time." I was like, "But do you? Good or bad? Yeah, because it could be good or it could be bad." Yeah, like I've, I've never ex I've, like, I've, and it's one of those things like they talk about it. It's like, well, you don't know until you try. I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure I know that I don't. Oh, I've tried. Don't want like that. that. I don't uh, think I want to do that. No. You know what I mean? It's just, man, not my thing. I, I, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but one time, uh, I'm pretty comfortable with everything that I, all right. my shit's out there. But uh, one time, uh, never had something in my butt. And this girl, Maggie, I was dating, she's just like, I want to put something in your butt. I'm like, I was like, fine. Well, we were taking, we were taking Molly. And I was like, I will do it under three conditions we are on drugs you suck my dick and I forget some other thing uh, but so all of that all of the good things were happening while I got something put in my butt and I did not like it and I was like dude mm, 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 and I yeah. just like I felt squeezy so that's not the point of the story the point of the story is I was like I will never put something in my butt again and then I had heard about boofing shit, or like butt, or uh, put, putting drugs up your butt. And I was like, dude. Oh, man, I got a great one for you then. Okay. Go ahead, you finish yours and I'll, yes. I'll, I'll finish. No, I want to hear it. So I was just like, I want to try it, but I don't want to do it. Like there was like this push-pull in my own head. And so it was, I, I told about this and I was just like, dude, I, I want to. Sorry, I shouldn't probably name drop her. She always gets mad at me when I name drop her on <laughs> stories on my podcast. But uh, I was just like, okay, fine, I'll try this. And I'm already rolling, and I don't know if you've ever taken ecstasy, but uh, I'm already like on ecstasy. I'm like, dude, Leslie, put it on my butt. No, it's, it's like, dude, I don't want her to see my hairy asshole. And I shave, but it was like sometimes it's, it's, well, it's, it's dark, hard to get it's shaved scary, you right. know. Look, I'm just like, dude, this isn't a good look, but I'm like, uh, it's very emasculating. It's very, I'm just like, uh. So now she's staring at my asshole, and I'm just like, uh. And I like, she put, like, she put it out. I was like, uh. Like, it's so, like, so uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Within 20 minutes when the shit hit, I was like, holy fuck. This is the best feeling of yeah. my life. So I was like, I don't know. It's worth it. Well, well listen. So this, I this have one's since gonna... led things on my butt only if they have drugs on the tip. Right. <laughs>
I got, we used to, like, we still do, but they were sending us all kinds of crazy calls, whatever. Sure. And uh, got called out for an overdose. And as I come around the corner for this overdose, the engine had beat me there because I no longer drive on an engine. I have my own vehicle. I'm duty officer or whatever. And they're all waving at me like, stop, 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 stop. And this guy who is like wearing basically underwear comes running at me because I have my lights and sirens on. And I'm like, holy shit, this person's running at my car. So I stop and he runs straight into the front of my car and bounces on the ground and I jump out. And I was like, oh my God, are you okay? Right? And my lieutenant was just kind of like shaking his head laughing. He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me, but when I see lights and sirens, I have the unexplainable urge to run and charge them. He was like a raging bull. Apparently the engine had pulled up. He did the same thing to them. <laughs> and they jumped out and were like, oh so my he had already God, did. are you okay? But it gets way better, right? So he does it to me and I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? All of a sudden I hear the ambulance coming and we're like, oh my God, stop, stop, stop. Oh no. Same thing, he jumps up, runs straight into the thing and bounces off and they're jumping out and, and we're what? just at this point like, what in the world is going on? And so he was like, I don't know, I took drugs, I, some, I don't feel right. And they, and they boxed him up and, and sent him to the ambulance. So like, I'm pretty familiar with all the ambulances because we're all kind of like a close knit kind of thing. And so like two hours later, the, uh, the medic was like, hey, you were never going to guess what happened on this call. And I'm like, I, I'd love to know because that was the first time I've ever seen that. Yeah. So he took crack and shoved it up his ass the night before. And he didn't feel anything. So he scooped it out and he smoked it the what? next day. So that had been brewing for like 24 hours up in his Holy ass, shit. and then he had smoked it and whatever how he was acting a fool. But like I was smoked like, that ass crack. Yes, he actually <laughs> smoked the crack that was up in his ass. So I was just like, oh my, I don't God. know, but I want no parts of that if I'm going to be acting like that. I mean, that was just like, dude, that is nuts. What is going on, dude? I have, uh, I mean, I've done plenty of drugs. And I am a, I am a big proponent of, um, of talking about drug use. So I keep everything on the table instead of hiding whatever. And uh, I told myself I would never put a needle in myself. Or, so that's like my own commitment to myself. Right. So never mainline shit, right? Um, but one time, and I, I've still never used a needle to this day, ever, like, uh, into, like, a... Right. Um, like a vein. One time, this guy had a bunch of Oxycontin. He came over to our house, and, I was, and he was just like, do you want to smoke this off this bowl? I was like, fuck yeah, I want to try it. Like, I've never tried it. It was so good that I was like, I should never do that again. Yeah, like, yeah. that, that, like... It terrified me how much I liked it, right? So yeah, like, and I've heard that from multiple people. So fucking good. So I was just like, I should, I will never touch that again. Like, I hear don't that do it all the time. Yeah. Like, it is the was... best. The problem is, is like, I can't tell you the hundreds of dead people I've been oh. with. You know what I mean? Like, Lindsay, Lindsay, will you help me with this? So, do you yeah. need some more? Do you, uh, I'm still nursing this uh, 
Thank you. Thank you. Like, uh, oh, some wine. I'm good. Ox oxy and heroin personally scare the shit out of Dude, me. Dude, scares the shit out of me. Like, like, and I, it's funny. Like, you, you have, have probably more fear than I would because of your industry. Oh, like, I don't yeah. know, See, like that. Dude, much, I'm telling you, it's fucking terrible. Like, some of the stuff that we've experienced, like where the parents have to take shifts and stay up with their kid because they're afraid they're gonna do it because they're that hooked, and then the kid sneaks out or they fall asleep for like 15 minutes, and the kid sneaks it and does it and dies. Like, it's uh, it's it's horrible to watch it from from my from my optics you know what i mean like it's just a sad and what's messed up is they want to put like all this money into covid and, and i'm not one of those people to get political but like this covid's a real issue right and we're gonna put all this money into it but like the oxy and the heroin opioid use in this country is amazing and nobody cares nobody cares they just uh i rarely get political on this shit and I'm happy to at this, at this metric because I also agree in a, a one of, I don't know if you know much about politics. I know way more about politics than I ever let on to anyone than I know because I don't like, I don't want to sit around. Kind of like religion, right? Yes. Dude, I've, I've read the, the Bible seven times. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like, so I can could, I could argue in and out. Right. But I won't, you know, like people don't know. So, um, I used to hate this dude, uh, Tucker Carlson, who was the Fox News talking head who then recently split. But I actually like him a lot better now, even though I still, I'm like, you used to be a piece of shit and you haven't uh, like, uh, like talked about enough about it, or that's how I feel anyway. Right. But he, he, he has said stuff about, he's like, I was paid by people to say certain things and now I can speak freely. But he is one of the best proponents currently for like why are we focused on all of this other bullshit when we have people dying every day at our, like in our own our home yeah i think it's where and the money goes right of course yeah there, there's no money there's in, no money in. there's no money in helping this stuff out but like dude it is an epidemic and it like it it might need a couple fucking rich kids dying to finally sh like shine a light on the problem right like i mean it, it sucks but that is it's so bad, it's so fucking bad, that it has now become basically the number one killer uh, across the board. And USA is now, um, our, our life expectancy is going down. Right. Like, what the fuck? What well, are we doing? That, but it, are it, you serious? It would, it would piss me off when they were showing like daily death rates in the state and in the county yeah. of like who's dying from COVID. And I'm like, do they realize that the uh, opioid epidemic is by far outnumbering this? Yeah. Yeah, and I, like, without even arguing the COVID thing, it's just, right. it's just, it's a, it's a massive problem and no one's discussing right. it. No one. Like, it's weird. Like, it's it, a weird thing. No media, saying, no everything. Yeah, yeah so dude, it got, it's it so bad. bad. It's so bad. COVID and, got bad. More, they went higher. But there was yeah. a long time that for it was sure. like, no. Yeah, for sure. Dude, more people listen to Nickelback then talk about this. And that is a lot of people. Wait, is that right? More people talk about opioids no. than listen to Nickelback, is what you're saying. It's the opposite. I think it's the opposite. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, okay, tell anyway. me these stories. I know. 
We're at like, like tell uh, me the story. Okay. Uh, I want to hear. So, so you know where I've been at. Fire I've been in City Fire. Yes. Um, in in New York for what? years, right? What? 20? 21 years. Okay. And uh, it's the greatest job in the world, right? But it's all on. Have you ever been a prostitute? No, but I think that I would like to. There's probably other jobs. I don't know. Like male porn star might be better. Being your being yeah. your, your beer guy would be a great job. If you're photoing, taking your photos. How much do you make? I made. Uh, How much six, do you want to make? I, I made over a hundred last year. So if I offer you 150, you want to be my beer guy? Gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dope. I took a I took a huge pay cut. Like Hell it's the yeah. weirdest thing. So to, I'll, I'll choose to, that. To become <laughs> my rank, because it's just a weird structure. But so I was bottom of the row fireman, like going to camp every day. But the thing is, is like there wasn't a whole lot of accountability, and I learned early on. That you don't have to be the worst guy on the shift to get the attention, but you, the worst guy on the shift always gets the attention. This guy's a problem. But like the third or fourth worst guy, no one ever pays attention to that guy. Like they always focus on like the last guy, not the best guy. So I learned to like really hide in the middle for a long time. And so like it was great for years. You just party and carry on and go to work and never take anything seriously. So it was working out great for me. You know, I was a child with no structure. It was, love my job. I have, I'm this firefighter. Everyone, oh, you're a firefighter. That's great kind of thing. But I really wasn't. I was just going to work and playing the game. Yeah. So then about five years ago, I was on vacation and they had a major event at work where five guys fell five stories and were crushed. And it doesn't sound like a lot of guys. I mean, it is, but like, you had to understand that at that point, our Manium, we had lost a lot of Manium. There was only- To be clear, those five guys were crushed. They weren't, they survived, they did not. Two, two, uh, two guys passed away. Two guys never came back to work. Because you had, yeah, you had only told me about the one guy. So I, I just wanted to be clear for the story, but like, so, so two, two guys were dead. Two guys were dead, two never came back, and one did. Yeah. Oh, so, man. yeah, so like, our shifts were, at that point, way boiled down because the city hadn't been hired in a long time. Well, there was only like eight firefighters on the shift, so to lose five out of eight, like, that's more than half your shift, right? And like, I, I remember, I was on a plane. I was actually flying out to Park City, Utah yeah. on a ski trip yeah. with some buddies. And when I landed, the phone just blew up. And I was like, I started calling all, my, all the guys I work with and no one's picking up their phone. No. So I knew something bad was happening. I called my chief even and he's not picking up the phone. So I got confirmation that yes, there was a significant event. So. I immediately at the airport, pretty much, I, they were like, one of my buddies called me and says, yes, there's nothing you can do at this point, so just stay out there. So we went to the, the condo, and I was like, no, I, I can't do this. Not when, like, my, one guy was my partner for a while. I don't know who else had Just like somebody you work away. in and out with. Yeah, like, for, I'm, I'm intimately years. familiar with all these guys. Yeah. I can't sit here yeah. 
if you imagine going away and your family is like half your family is killed, yeah. stay out there, you can't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got back in at like three o'clock in the morning. Immediately, you know, was this whole thing. I went through the initial grief that I'm sorry I wasn't there, I'm sorry it wasn't me, kind of thing. Um, thinking that initially really that like, man, I started looking around at these guys and I was like, these guys, I'm the luckiest one in the group because I wasn't there. I didn't have to see what happened, right? Like, but then like you start thinking like, with two of the guys that were killed, one had been my partner for a couple years and he had just left and the other kid was actually working my spot that night before and they asked him to stay for a little bit more and he said, yeah. So and I remember walking into the station seeing that kid's shoes still there on the ground because the engine hadn't been back yet. Like it's a, it's a humbling moment. <laughs> to realize like, man, that could have been my shoes right there kind of thing, you know, kind of thing. So like, I had gone through all this guilt and like, I remember like practicing, I remember bits and pieces of it for like the, uh, the funerals because they had brought in like the National Honor Guard and like we were practicing and that kind of stuff. But I remember vividly the morning that I was burying Ivan, which was my partner for a while, um, which was ironically like the day before Zach's, but um, looking in the mirror after, after I got dressed for the funeral. And like, it was a huge event, like, like thousands of people at this funeral kind of thing. And we had to march in and sit and, and that kind of stuff. But thinking like, man, what would they say about me today? Because I had just had like a moment like that could have been me. Well, what would they say about me? And I was just like, I don't know what they say about me because you've slacked off your entire career. Like they would call me the nice guy. And I don't know if you know anything about the fire department, but like the nice guy is the nice way to say, he's not a fireman. He's, we gotta say something nice about you. Well, he he likes a, Nickelback. He's a nice guy. He likes Nickelback. He might have liked Nickelback, yeah, something like that. So like, no, I, I, I vividly remember like standing there in the mirror like, what is going to happen to this department? Like, I am not, like this is crazy, still not sure. grasping my head around it, but like, who is going to lead the department away from this moment? Yeah. And then I remember thinking, well, it's not gonna be you because like you're a piece of shit because you don't do anything at work, right? Yeah. Kind of thing. And so like, it was one of those things where I was like, man, like I have not taken my job seriously at all. And now we're gonna be hiring all these guys they have no idea what's coming, you know, but I know I have done wrong kind of thing. And like, it's been a whole journey for me. Dude, I didn't know that you were this big, like, I didn't know that you were, like, I always knew you were a firefighter, but I always, I, I had no idea, like, the ins and outs of, for example, I didn't know that you really were slacking off. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just wouldn't know that at all, right? Right. But the fact that you were a, and maybe this is a wake-up call for any person, but like the fact that you were able to come to a realization at what, 45, 46? 46 years old, yeah. Like to actually do a course correct and look yourself in the mirror and be like, you need a fucking change. Like you, you don't, like you're not the person Yeah. No, I, ever I remember, help anyone. I remember looking in the mirror and being like, you could have been way more of a fireman than you are. Yeah. And that is, 
on you. Yeah. Like I would blame everybody for everything except for my own personal actions, yeah. you know? So like to stand there in those moments and be like, man, you could have been more, but you chose not to. Like yeah. that whole ownership of yourself, was that was probably the first time that I had ever even held myself to anything. And so the weird thing is, is like, I thought I need to make a change in myself. And thank goodness I didn't say anything to anybody because that's just the dumbest thing ever. Hey, everybody, I'm going to change. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I know exactly what you mean, dude. <laughs> that's just, oh, my God. And like, with, I, know. I don't know if you know what firefighters, man, they will just freaking destroy you. Yeah. Oh, here he comes. Here comes the change man. Oh, that's going to change. But like, there, there is a thing about being having a reputation and then there's a thing of having credibility and there's definitely a difference between reputation and credibility like you want people to think something about you and that's a reputation but knowing somebody can do that and being like i know the guy and i've seen him do that he can do that that's credibility okay will you say this one more time just because for one, I think this might be like a clippable thing, but also I'm a little unsure of what you're saying. So will you say, what is the difference between uh, reputation and credibility? Because yes. I've never there, heard this. There is so, a difference like, between okay. reputation and credibility in my book and what yeah. I have learned. And so like in the fire service especially or anywhere else, it's like, hey, I heard that guy's a good fireman. Well, that's his reputation, right? I heard that, you know? Oh, yeah, I heard that, too. Oh, yeah, I heard that about them. Yeah, that, I, he's probably a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's completely different than being credible. Being credible means those guys have gone around and say, I heard that because a guy is a good guy, and someone stands up and says, no, I've seen his work. I know he's a good guy. Like, I know he is competent at what he does. So it's not only I heard, because everybody wants to have a good reputation of something, right? I'm a great softball player, baseball player, great bartender, server. Yeah, I'm a good person. But until someone says, no, I know this person is, and these are the reasons why, that that's makes you, that's credibility. Okay, that makes you sense. Know? Okay, yeah. I, I've just never we heard all those reputation. Uh, we all have a reputation. Like, you say you have a reputation for saying whatever you want, and yeah. like, you know, but until you hang out with you for a little bit, oh no, no, seriously, he'll say whatever he wants. And <laughs> I believe that. This so you is are credible. Cre credibly, incredibly <laughs> crass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're crazy. You're you being an asshole is definitely credible. Uh, yeah, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Though. So, but to do that, going back to it, is like to to do that and go back and earn that when everybody knows you're a joke was probably the hardest thing I ever did in my career. And you knew they knew that you were a joke. They all knew I was a joke. But you knew that they knew. Is well, that, yeah. That's the yeah, thing that I thing. think I was, that, you have what to fascinated me about that was like, you knew that they knew. Absolutely. And that's even like the next level. Because if you didn't know that they thought you were yes, a joke, that's yeah. one thing, but right. you already knew that, that that's that's a hard pill to swallow. That's, that's a hard pill to swallow. But you know, I think that is generally why I love my department. Because earning that back, literally earning that credibility back, starting the train, I started losing weight, right? Like I, 
I, I think I lost like 75 pounds. You like, are? I, I didn't actually notice that until you said it, but yeah, yeah that's I, not the thing that I noticed first. But, but yeah, it's not, um, it, not that it's important, but like I started like sure. training, I started like going to, I started going to classes and doing that kind of stuff and like training new guys and like really honing my skill. Sure. For those guys to be like, this guy is a good fireman. Like, you have to appreciate that the guys that were on the job, now, a lot of them have been retired since then. I mean, we, we lost a lot of guys in the mix, but like, to be saying, hey, this guy's a good fireman, hey, why? Hey, keep it down. Oh, okay. Carry that's, on. That, that's, hey. that should tell you something about my department. Like, we love this guy enough we know where he's been and where he's at now. Yeah. Kind of you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I'll be forever indebted to my department for even allowing Dude, that okay, to so will you, will you impress upon too, um, not only that story, but your, uh, your, like how you shifted your entire mindset and then where you are now? Like you said, you said nobody else, nobody has done this in, um, <laughs> yeah, so. And I know you don't want to brag, no, but I, I, I want, yeah, uh, but yeah. I want to, I want, I just want you to say it again to me here. Pretend, I, that pretend was, this is the that first time we're saying. Yeah, so, and, yeah. So I, I had been on the job for a long time and guys sure. have promoted very quickly. Sure. Right. So this happened five years ago. It will be five years in March. Yeah. And I took the battalion chief test three months ago and I passed, so I will get promoted in 2024, could be before the collapse event, which would be a three rank jump for me in five years, which is, I don't know if anybody's ever done that many rank jumps. And it's only because like genuinely, I don't want guys to have to experience what I have experienced. And there's a whole lot of mess of reasons that aren't right that I did it trying to make up for my wrongs and, and that kind of stuff. But it's just so wild to me. Sorry if I'm interrupting. No, you're good. I, uh, that's so wild to me. You're like, so if you, if nobody has ever moved up that fast, it goes to show that. How easy it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. No, uh, it goes to show that if you focus on moving up the ladder or being like, if, if all you want is to just be the, be moving up the ladder to oh, be you up can the do ladder, it quickly. Yeah. you no, but you can, I, well, I was, I was going to say I disagree because when you focused on just helping your entire department, not have any of that shit anymore. You actually, instead of focusing on whether it's making money, whether it's focusing on just being like, how do I do this or this? Instead, you focused on, holy shit, I need to get my shit together and I want to make sure that, that nobody else does this again. You actually did the purpose of like where you yeah, feel. Yeah, but a lot of Then that... you like moved quickly. So uh, like to, to me, and, and I could be wrong, but to me it just feels like when you actually put your purpose into what something that you were passionate about or doing instead of whatever else bullshit in life, you were able to move quickly up some, some sort, you know, you, I don't know if I'm making sense what No, I'm no, saying. I think it makes sense. I mean, it's a little more complicated than that. Like, you can always promote quickly. Sure. But I think for me, it was accidental. I did it with the assumption, okay, now I can do it 
I'm all in, but I get to do it my way. Yeah. And so, like, I had no guidance on how to do it, but I did know, and I quickly learned that the higher you promote, I'm not going to be looking out Does for Does it look good? Oh, yeah, that one. No, but I mean, wh while you're working on that whole thing, like, it's not, for me, it was never about promoting, right? But yeah. I did quickly learn that the concept of servant leadership, but uh, yeah, learn learning to do uh, servant leadership, in other words, instead of worrying about your own ass, how about worrying about everybody else's ass kind of thing? And you're an overthinker, so you, you know what that's like. So like, I'm gonna- Overthinker? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna protect the guys below me. I'm gonna see what I can do to support them. And then jumping that rank again and again. Dude, the things that like, I don't know if this is on the same topic, but it feels like it is. It's like the, the basic things that I was taught even in potentially even just church outside of Jesus, but like, like servant leadership that, that maybe include me into that. But like the idea of why don't you just do like if you actually do this certain thing, that actually is the thing that advances you. And that's what I'm starting to discover more and more as I get older. And I'm like, dude, the, the, the most simple Basic I, right, thing. and I think I accidentally somehow I've ended up here because I enjoy leading so much, yeah. even though I had no skill set on it. But I enjoy leading so much that if you do it a lot and you enjoy it, you will naturally become good at it. Like, yeah. there are great leaders out there that take very little honing skill, but it's a skill that I had to learn. Kind of like, like just with you, it doesn't matter what you want to do. But if you keep doing it, there's no guarantee that you're going to be good at it or like sure. be like, I'm going to slaughter Joe Rogan on podcasts kind of thing. I'm not saying that's not possible, right? But if you don't do it a lot and you don't have a plan in place, yeah. then I guarantee that you'll never do it. Right. 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 You have to you have to put the intention in. Right, too. you have to do the intention. But what one of the things that, so one of the things that I'm discovering there's way too much I'm discovering actually, dude. It's like, <laughs> dude, it feels like growing pains all over. Like, I don't know, uh, I don't know if I can keep growing at this pace because it hurts a lot. <laughs> and I've been telling myself, uh, I'm kidding a little bit, but I'm just like, dude, it hurts. Again, I'm growing so fast. So if you look and up, much, have you looked, and it hurts, I'm like, I'm getting growing pains you're again. You're struggling. Yeah. Have you looked up the term in the dictionary, what a struggle is? Uh -uh. Look it up on your phone quick. Uh, I don't know. If, right, hey, here, I, hey. I'll look it up here quick, look. Sydney, where's my phone? Can I have one? Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so. Look up, so, look up struggling. It's so weird that it feels so late when it's uh, dark outside. And this happens in Idaho as well. As soon as it got winter, struggle. Here, I'll, I'll just, you want, I can read it to you if you want. Yeah, Idaho, pull it up. The exact definition of struggling is striving to achieve or attain something in the face of difficulty or resistance. That does check out. That checks out. So like when people say, I'm struggling in this, but, but are you? 
Are you striving it, or are you just yeah. down and out? Or kind of if they are, if, they, if it is true, then that means that it's a good thing. Basically, struggling is a, like, I don't know if that, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you actually are honest with yourself, and you are trying to achieve something, and you are struggling, why is that a bad thing? That right. is actually a good thing. Right. That you were struggling. It's all on your optics. That shows on that you were trying to achieve yeah. this thing. My whole thing is, though, when someone says, like, I'm struggling in this, it's like, are you? Because are you making an attempt? See, this is why I, like, I do, I gotta show you, well, I gotta send you, I'm just gonna start sending you some Alex Ramosi shit. Shout out to Alex Ramosi. But, like, his reframing on everything, like, the, it's like a reframe, like, thinking about, like, all it's this stuff. It's a deep game. It's a deep, and he, it's he, was, he, he talks about, he's just like, dude, he's like, do you want to be a person who is strong and capable of anything? Okay, what would you, if you wanted to create a person who was strong and capable of anything, what would you do to, like, how would you create that? Well, you would probably put them through some tests. Right. So what would that test be? It would probably be hard for them to, like, to, to fulfill it. that test. So it, it just, it was like, it's, it was like so, I, like, I'm like, why am I complaining that my life is hard when I want to be a guy who is strong and capable? And what they say, and what, what you have to realize, if you want to be that strong, assertive person, you have to be good with a couple things. A, people are going to talk behind your back, yep. right? B, no matter what your best intention was, you may be doing something for the good of everybody. Sure. They may not agree with it, you know? And three, there's going to be jealousy from that that you never intended to happen. And you have to be good with all three of those things to even be that person. No. no. That's a tough pill to swallow because that means you're going to be alone. Yeah. You get to be good with that too. It's just a... Dude, I was talking to, I was talking to Lindsay yesterday about how I was like, I know where I'm going with this podcast shit and I know it will go where I think it's gonna go because I like I believe it to be true and I like I have such vision and I wish I used it I wish I had this kind of narrow focus 10 years ago or 20 years ago but regardless here we are and I was just like there is gonna be a time when every like the people that talk to you about me are going to be like your brother's a fuck they're like he, he's an asshole and they're gonna read the headline and they're gonna be like, dude, your brother is a piece of shit. Here's why. And you're gonna have to deal with that coming on your radar. I was like, are you ready for this? Cause, yeah. and she's like, yeah, I mean, I guess like, because like, that's where I'm like, I know where I'm going. And it doesn't matter, uh, like, um, doesn't matter what, what I say per se. It just, it, like, because there will always be, like, there will always be a news article or there will always be a test. There will always be something that will, like, test the thing, like a challenge. Who you ever, are. At, at, yeah, exactly. And that will be one of mine. It'll, it'll fight my fucking family and, like, it'll push on every point. Yeah. It'll push on every pressure. Yeah. And I just, I'm like, are you ready for this? And I ask myself, are you ready for this? Are you ready to stand up for everything that you believe? Like you're spouting off right now, but yeah. are you really ready? And I'm right. I'm it's, like, it's I think a, I am, but I actually, it's a it's a 
it's a maturing moment, yeah. like, and not responding right away, and like, yeah. keeping yeah. your mouth shut when required. It's it's a it's a it's a hard. I have a guy who is making the lieutenant test now, and he called me for advice, and he was all amped up, and I just told him, I'm like. I'm excited for you. You will make a great chief one day. He he'll, he will be. I said, but this is going to be difficult on you. I just want you to know it's very difficult. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like kind of like having kids, right? Like I know in my brain what having kids are at, like, but actually having the kid is two completely different things. Yeah. You, you know what I mean. Yes, I know exactly what you're saying. How do you... Ex for example, I don't have kids. Right. So how does one explain to me how hard having a kid is? You cannot. Yeah, because you can't. You can. You can imagine. You can imagine what it's like to sit up and worry all night yep. that your kid is sick and they could die if that happens. Right. You can imagine that, but until you have to sit up all night and worry that yes. your kid is going to die, that's, that's a really, really good analogy. Things. That's a really analogy because I because you can it, only comprehend. You, so you don't know it until you know it. Right. And and. In that situation with yeah. the kids, you don't know to. And know I it. think like that's it. the stress even with my job. Like I thought I knew what this role would be, but now that I'm in the role, I'm like, oh my goodness! Like, and I, not not to go on forever, but like a couple months ago, we had like a huge fire, and I would see like uh, all these pictures posted and like all this stuff, and it was a significant event. And I remember like uh, literally getting in my car and crying at the end because we had a May Day event. One of my officers got hurt, had to send to the hospital with triple fatality, pulling dead people out left and right, right? And then I had my own guys getting hurt, like to me is one of the reasons why I started promoting, but you can't stop bad stuff from happening, but you can still have systems in play. But like I remember looking at pictures of like girlfriends, look at my boyfriend, he's just great. And I don't see that at all, I see what could have happened to him. Sure. You know what I mean? So like it's a it's a sobering moment to have to be in that that position because you just don't know because the girlfriend is completely unaware of how bad it could have gotten. Yeah. You know, it would have been two more minutes. She has no idea. Yeah. Kind of thing. And that's just something you have to keep among yourself. Yeah. I uh to this point, I mean like the then the uh, it's it's a different subject but it's the same point of starting a business and I'm like I had no idea what it would entail right and obviously I'm not dealing with lives but like it's the like, same but thing you tell, but I tell myself oh like so when I told myself before I started I was like I know it's gonna be hard it's gonna be really hard Josh like it, it like you gotta be ready I'm like I have no idea what I've been prepping for like because I've never experienced it and I thought that I was ready and then when you do it you're like Oh fuck, I had no idea how hard this is and why like so many people fail. And I'm not saying that like I mean that's with anything. It's just, you just don't it know matter. until you know. Here's like, the thing. I don't you don't think know it a kid matters. until you know like or you don't know having a kid until you have a kid. Yeah. There's no other way. I don't think it matters it. whether you're starting this business or you're doing my job or say you're selling cars, yeah. doing whatever. The bottom line is you have to care. Yeah. That's Everything true. else, you can find a system or a way to navigate success. But if you don't try to make an attempt and you don't care, no. it won't happen. No. You know? 
if you genuinely are doing something wrong with the podcast and you genuinely care about it, you will change yeah. that and have success. That's very true. And it's the same way with my job, right? I'm probably going to suck this guy's dick for the next two years when I uh, keep talking about it, but this dude, Alex Hermosi, that I discovered, he's just like You have so, to start sending me his stuff. I will, I will. And I'll, I'll, I'll send it on Instagram or Facebook or whichever, but like... Like, the, one of the things, he, he's just like, dude, he's like, if you get in it for the money, if you're just trying to make money, instead of making, uh, solving problems or helping people, you're not gonna win. Because obviously we all know that, like, most businesses fail. But if you actually care, you're like, I want to help in, in this area, or I want to solve this problem, or I want to do that, you know, then that will bleed into all of your passion and that will be uh, formidable. Like it'll be like people will under, like people will feel it from you, yeah. which will help you sell more or yeah. blah blah blah. Whatever though, it is, because it's like everybody that talks about succeeding in this, or like especially like in the whole leadership thing, because I've really immersed myself into it. All these different steps. I could write a book, and it could be one page, and it could be one word, and it would say care. If, if you don't have that, I know you don't have anything. Early, earlier, but. Have you wrote a book yet? No, I have not written a book. We've talked You're about gonna, that. You're gonna, though. I don't I know. I think we'll potentially you will. We, I have something there, in you, the works. You, you already have some things up there, right? I have, I, yes, I have. A, so, I have something yeah, in the I works. Mean, let, just, let this marinate like, in you for the next whatever, year or whatever. We'll but talk about it at the next I'll one. I'll introduce you to Justin <laughs> Evans because he, because I don't even have that access, but he, like, dude. Yeah, like I'll you, send it to you. I'll send you what I got sometime. I'll let you read it. But like, yeah, like this is just something that potentially is in your future. You know, like not, yeah. not maybe not I yet. Think, but like, like you know, down the, the road. The, the whole reason I wanted to talk to you. Yes, the story is crazy, right? And the fatality is crazy. But I just want to say, like, there's a way out of the dark side. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that every day for me is easy. I have my moments too. But like, if you experience something like that. And no matter at any age, you're able to click on that switch and create a deep change yeah. inside of you and have some success and not have to sit there and worry about a traumatic event as traumatic as it was, you know, and sometimes I still have guilt, should I even be traumatic because I wasn't actually there at the event because I was in the air kind of thing. But then like I had guys that were watching the building fall from underneath them. So like, it's one of those things. But what I'm saying is my whole point is there's always a system that you can follow, and if you care, there's support out there. It's just that no one talks about it. It's the hard part. Nobody talks about and it. And so, like, that's why I'm just, that's why I wanted to come on here, because, like, there is, there are guys that are out there. So if anybody is struggling and, and they reach out to you, by all means, I will call them. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that important to me because I know what I went through, and I know what I went through in my dark times. Okay, say it one more time. Look at, wait. What, what am I supposed to say? Say exactly what you said. What's the most important thing you just said? Say it, say it right to that, and I'll, I will clip this, and I will send this so to if, anyone. If you feel as if you are having a hard time, and you feel like this is dark, and you're a failure, and something has happened where you are feeling that amount of guilt, if you reach out to the podcast, Josh will send me the email, and I will immediately call you, because it is that important to know that you're not alone. Is a struggle when you have that amount of fatality. And, and and are we? Am I fucked up? Yeah, I'm fucked up. I'll be honest with you. 
but every day I take a step forward. It's the waves are less now. You know what I mean? It's the guilt of what you could have been and what you let happen, but it's never too late to stop. So I would always take that call no matter what. Dude, I, I don't know. Thank you. I, I, I just wanted to repeat it one more time just to make sure that I make it. Am scary. I saying the right thing though? Is that what you wanted me to yes, say? Yeah. Like the, I wanted you to impress upon what like you were you were here to impress upon. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you I don't think I've ever talked about this in the podcast actually, but my best friend killed himself. And I don't I haven't seen a lot of death. But the one that I know that I that affected me affected me so goddamn hard. And it like, I mean, just like fucking bullet to the brain. Not, I mean, it was just so fucking dark, heavy. And I know you see this all the time. I know, like, I know you see the, the, the dark had, side of humanity. I've, right? had, I've had the thoughts, Josh, like after, after this whole thing, you know, trying to do the right thing. And then when you're alone in that and you start feeling like nobody cares, I, I, I'm hurting. Nobody wants. If I would just bother them with my problem, like it's a, it's a yep. slip. I know exactly what you feel. I you don't know? want to bother them with my own. Yeah, burden. yeah. So exactly like, but the other thing too, and it has nothing to do with the podcast. But you know what's super fucked up? Super fucked up with the whole suicide thing is I've seen it, and they always say like that's the coward's way out. And I ask, I ask myself every time I hear that, this person is literally purposefully ending life is it or is that the bravest motherfucker i have ever met in my life i'm not saying one's right or one's wrong right but like to be able to do that one of my best friends in high school killed himself i have asked myself the same things i was like i uh, yeah that i know that that conversation is had on either side of the spectrum and yeah. i'm not i'm not sure either I don't because know either. i'm like i think one of the only reasons i haven't killed myself because I'm a fucking pussy. And I actually think that the reason why is because I don't have the balls to do it, or I didn't. I don't want to now, but I did. And yeah. I know that I have been there. And I have been there, and I'm a fucking pussy. So then am I gonna blame somebody else for being the coward's way out when actually I'm the one who was like, so yeah, yeah. I actually do somewhat more agree with the idea I, I that- I don't know which way I feel. It's just that I've seen both sides of it. and it's. I, I do, I, I understand what you're saying, and I do lean a bit more on, it actually takes balls to put the fucking bullet in your brain. And, yeah, and I'm not yeah. saying that you should, I'm not saying that I promote it or any of that. But I know that the reason why, I know the reason I didn't run away as a kid was because was, I was a pussy. I, I was scared of like, that. I know so the we, we had, and I, I shouldn't say this, like a couple weeks ago, we had some lady jump from the top of a roof. Like, <gasps> Like, like I was just like, wow, like that, that, to me, I was just like, this is fucked up. But at the same time, I'm thinking, that's impressive. Like, that, that is this was not a cry for help. This is someone that went up eight stories. Yeah, there is a difference between the cry for help and the person is like, no, 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 this is it. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, done. It's, it's, I'm out. it's mine. Not me. Sorry, when I uh, when I uh, did that exclamation, it wasn't necessarily because that was crazy, but. Uh, I saw a, a girl kill herself off a bridge uh, in the last year, like probably five months ago, I would say. It was nuts. Like, I was driving to work, 
and I saw like this flailing body go through the air on the overpass. It was like, what, four stories up or something. Was she jumping into the, the water or on No, onto the highway. And I, and I was just driving there and I was just like, that didn't just happen, that didn't just happen. And I looked in the rear view and I see the, uh, and it wasn't really like, obviously it wasn't necessarily a body shape because I was driving and it was like, I was going 80 miles an hour, but I was like, is that a body? Like, did that just happen? Yeah. And you then it wasn't on the news and I was like, am I hallucinating? Like, what the fuck was that? And then I finally, I saw it and it was, it was a lady that jumped off and she got hit and and everybody she thinks everybody thinks they know what it's gonna sound like. They don't, because it sounds like a pumpkin dropping and oh, split wow. oven. So, well, but anyway, yeah, I was just like, dude, I literally just watched a body fall through the sky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was nuts. And I, and I uh, obviously I'm laughing, but it was crazy. Oh, and you, so now I when I drive, you know, I, that's a perfectly normal response, though. Is like that's how uh, like they're like, how do you deal with the stuff you see? Well, my brain is messed up now, yeah. and I have to laugh so about just, it and yeah. make something funny. For sure. You know, I like, and this is what I explain to people when I, when I, because I'll talk, I'll say suicide jokes all day long. And if somebody gives me shit, I'm like, bro, my best friend killed myself. This is how I deal. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. mean that everybody has to deal that way, but this is how I deal. I just, comedy. Like, I just, I, I need to. And I, I just, think that's my whole thing is how I've been able to survive this whole event is I talk about it to every guy, if they're willing to listen to me. No. This is what I've gone through. You don't want this for you. And I've even said that to the guys that sure. are number three and number four and just hiding in the middle. I'm like, you don't want to be me. Like, I don't want that for you. And I know you don't want that for you. Hey, man. Um, before we end, I mean, I know you said you struggled with it. I want you to promise me, you can, will you reach out to me first if you ever have any sort of thoughts? And that's anyone. And I know that you said that to them. Right. Deal? Yeah, deal, man. Okay. And that's the same for anyone fucking listening at the end of this podcast, which is probably still only five people. All five. All five of you. All five of you, like, reach out to me. Like, please. And I, and I have said this. I, I am very traumatized by my people that, like, killed themselves. But I was like, I, wanna, I will never do this. But I, like, but like, I want to impress upon anyone the importance of at least knowing that I am like that. That people that we we understand more, uh, like people understand more. Like, what am I trying to say? I am trying to say that uh, people think they're unheard or they're the only ones. And in reality, they're not the only ones. No, I think there's a huge segment out there. Out there, and I think what they don't recognize, and you don't recognize in those moments when you don't want to bother somebody with it, yeah. but going through and, and doing something like that, the pain for everybody else. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not saying that's fair or unfair or anything like that, sure. but like, there's still people to pick this up now and, and carry it forward. You will always have trauma in your life no. from your event with your best friend who killed himself, you know? you will carry that on for the rest of your life yeah. kind of thing. So it's just, there's a huge population out there that people don't want to talk about it, but like there are people that genuinely care and it does not matter what, I promise you, there's always a way to get help. Mm-hmm. 100%. You know? Yeah. And just wish pe more people would understand that because you being in that dark place, and guys have said that, I'm not saying you can't end up back in that dark place again, sure. but... 
it's a different place. Like yeah. you can completely come out of that depression and yeah. live a completely normal life yeah. afterwards. And that thing, that's I what think most so. people want. They just don't know how to get there. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Especially with the kids who killed themselves early, like 16 or 15 or 14. I'm like, bro, if you would have just waited a couple of years, you would know how senseless your fucking angst was. Because that's where I was from 14 to fucking 25. I, I like, we didn't even really talk about this too much. Well, I was fucking depressed for almost a decade, you know. So if I could have, if I could look back now and just be like, dude, just hang on a little bit. It's gonna get better. Like, come on, dude. Like, and let no, me show I, you. Let me show you pussy. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can I just introduce you to a slightly better life on the opposite right. side of whatever yeah, yeah, you're dealing yeah, yeah. with now? Yeah. It's gonna be. No, fun. it's just a joke. But it's yeah, gonna, no, it's, yeah, of course. It's a tough. It's, it's gonna tough, be. Fun. Yeah. So yeah. All right, dude. All right. I love you, man. I love dude, you, man. I, I'm no fucking stoked. You're not crying not yet. yet. I, th- I actually thought I was going to already. All right. Well, you want to do it again, or you're going to keep it. I'm about to do another podcast. No, I do. Um, but let's do let's do this. Um, you already sold your place in Reno, though, right? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Let's just do it mine, though. So this is this is a reason for you to get out at some point. All right. And it could be yeah, or it, that, it or be. we'll do it at my place. Oh yeah, that is true. I probably okay. So it's going to be a year because it, I probably won't your be back. Your annual Christmas trip. What? Your annual no, I don't come here in Christmas. I don't like Dude, it. It's December. Yeah, but I don't. This is an anomaly. It's only because I'm cleaning Justin's house. But I really don't want to come here. I don't like coming for the holidays because I don't like the religious shit. I, I just don't. I, it, it, yeah. It's not me, right? So I'd rather come at like middle of summer or whatever. Well, I'll but. let you know. We'll plan something. We'll plan a trip out there. Yeah. And see how it goes. But I would, yeah, I would love that. And I also like, I mean, Bring more as we continue to develop and grow, obviously we're both still learning and growing, but like, I mean, like you're going to write a book. I'm going to make skateboard videos. You're going to keep... <laughs> Dude, this guy does make good skateboards. Yeah. Where do you find your skateboards? Uh, my Instagram. Swartz, What's your Instagram? What, Swartz Woodworks. Say it again. Swartz Woodworks. Okay. See, I gotta, nice you, I gotta teach you how to be better at promotion. I'm terrible at it. Tell you are. You. Yeah, I am. I don't promote anything. <laughs> but if I had a system in play, and I really care, that's true. And I'm not I'd even that successful. Good. But uh, like, I gotta. You gotta have an elevator pitch. You gotta gotta. Uh, I need hot chicks to ride around my skateboards. I'd be totally fine. <laughs> that is true. That's my. That's my plan. <laughs> I wanted to do that. Now, fucking Haley, that's... if you ever listen to this, she fucking bailed on me so many times. Haley is a, Haley is a bomb ass uh, person, and and she she did agree to do this. She just bailed a bunch of times. But uh, yeah, maybe I should have gave her with the skateboard, then she would have done it. Probably. Ah right, man. If I'd known you around, I would have brought them up to you. Fuck. I have more of them. Love All right, you. man. Thank you. Yep. Welcome to nobody's bitches. Rack them up. Nobody's.